Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning, and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Me and the mother, me and the... Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Let's get this party started. That's right. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I had an amazing weekend. Uh, it was just like a big daddy and daughter weekend. I just took my daughters everywhere. Madison is sixteen. Why you big daddy? Big daddy. I didn't say big daddy, yes, right? You yes, you did. It was it was a you, big man? Daddy it was a big daddy, daddy and daughter weekend. <laughs> so, like, I mean, so you a big was with weekend. Lee Daniels and your daughter all weekend. Like, it was a big weekend for my daughters and oh. me. Uh, my daughter, of course, Madison is 16 years old, so she's learning how to drive. So she was driving me everywhere, which she did an amazing job. That's got to be scary. It's a little scary, but she did pretty good. And the other little one I took just to... to to the movies, we went to get our nails done. We just had a great time. Oh and yeah, then, look at your nails, huh? Your nails look great. No, she did them. I I just watched. Oh. I, I just sat there. And then <laughs> Sunday, which was probably the most amazing thing in the weekend, was I told myself in the, at the top of the year that I want to help our community learn how to make money, how to make a generational wealth. So we had a, a real estate course. I'll call it a course at St. John's over the weekend, which was like a four or five hour course where. We actually taught people how to get into real estate. And it wasn't just like, okay, this is what you got to do. You got to work harder. You got to be stronger. No, we basically broke down. Go to this site. Get your LLC. Go here. Look at the properties here. Oh, you don't have much money? Oh, your credit's effed up? Well, go this route. Do this. And it was an amazing turnout, man. And to, to help people that look like me, that came from the same areas of me, areas as me, it was just amazing. So shout out to everybody that came out. Shout out to Harold Valestin, who was uh, somebody I went to high school with who does real estate in Queens and in, in New York. And then shout out to Mark Witten, who we had on The Breakfast Club, that really helped me and, and put me onto a lot of things with investing and flipping houses. So I had a great time, great weekend. Well, salute to all the beige people that learned how to uh, flip houses this weekend. It was more than beige people. She was helping people that looked like you. Drop on the clues, bomb For all the beige people who are now... I'm people from my community that look like me. That, that came from Queens... You know, the first person in their family to go to college and graduate. A lot of people talk them out of doing things like, oh, I can't buy a house. Right. I don't have money. And they don't know there's other ways that you can go about doing it. So it's important to learn those things Absolutely. instead of talking yourself out of it. And yeah, that's so that's a great thing. I had a great weekend, too. What you do? Actually, I hosted this Girls Talk event. I do this thing, Girls Talk, every single year. Mm -hmm. And the whole topic was the Me Too movement for this one. It's girls 15 and over. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, we were in the room crying because girls, so many young women are dealing with issues of just boys and men doing things to them that are disgusting. And if you could hear some of the stories that so many young ladies in the room had to tell. Really? Just from things like one girl says she gets off the bus every day and her neighbor always grabs her butt. Why don't you invite me? I would have loved to bring my daughters. I had the daughters, like it was daddy daughter week and I would have brought my daughters. Oh, I didn't know it was big daddy daughter weekend. Just a big weekend. But then it it went from the range (laughs) of that to, you know, one young lady was telling the story about how her stepfather raped her. Okay. And then her family actually kicked her out of the house. Uh, Maybe I did. After that happened. No, it was very, very intense, but it was an important Mm -hmm. discussion to have. It was all girls in the room. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it would have been beneficial for young men and just guys in general to hear the stories that they had to tell. It was really interesting. Dope. And I have to say, I mean, it just was 
incredible that all these young ladies are survivors going through the things that they're they're going through. Well, I'm no expert on anything, but I do know that you shouldn't be grabbing a woman's butt every day. Okay. Well, well, no, no days. No days. No, days. Yeah, no, if, it's, no. if it's not your woman, you shouldn't be grabbing Listen, her butt. Listen, you shouldn't touch anybody. You shouldn't comment That's on anyone's Jesus body Christ. and have anything to say about, oh, you you look so great in those jeans. I love how you're about none of those things should ever so I can't give you a, oh, I can't give you a compliment? You can compliment somebody like, oh, those are nice, but you can't say, your ass looks so great in those jeans. Oh. You can't comment on someone's body, but you can comment on their article. Can you say, you, your body looks great in that outfit? Yeah, no, can I say you, you shouldn't like, comment on her body. I can't oh. say you look like you've been working out? No. You can, can you can maybe I it can't just say, damn, you in shape? I think nope. I think sometimes you get a what? feeling when somebody's saying something creepy and when they're saying something genuine that's not uh, creepy. Don't play that game. You just I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I can tell if a woman's working out I'm like, "Damn, you look like you've been working out." Yeah, yeah, but might, you can't say you your good. ass looks great in those jeans. That's what I'm saying. There's a difference. Well, genuine, we can't play that song. Don't ever, don't ever play that song for Throwback uh, Thursday. My pony? No, genuine, uh, you look so oh, good in those jeans. Don't play that no more. That's a wrap. It's over. That's crazy. We should do this weekend, Charlamagne. Uh, watch Netflix and um, argue with Takashi 69 fans all weekend. 69. <laughs> oh, okay, 69. Takashi 69 fans. That's about it. We watched, yes, I watched that Roxanne Roxanne movie on and Netflix. I, and I finished a great book, Michael Bennett, uh, Things That Make White People Uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Great read. Okay. okay. I'm I not was, indicting my brother because yeah. of the title of that book. Okay. Well, yeah, well, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. And Tiana Taylor will be joining us this morning. Yes. Uh, her and her husband, Amon Shumpert, have a show that's coming on, I believe, BET tonight or VH1 tonight. I'm not sure. VH1. VH1 tonight. So we'll talk about that. We'll kick it with her. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news. We'll be talking about you. Man, let's talk about Stormy Daniels. She has done a pretty in-depth interview talking about the uh, quote-unquote affair that she had with Donald Trump. She sat down with Anderson Cooper, and we have some of those highlights for you from 60 Minutes. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Wake your ass up. It's the beginning of the work week. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club let's get in some front page news i ain't even gonna lie the final four this year i have no idea i haven't been watching college basketball at all do you know the final four Charlemagne? no it's already at the final four Oh, my goodness. Yes, they have to find. Well, I guess both of you uh, haven't been watching. No, I definitely haven't been watching. I try to Google it fast. I actually been paying more attention to the women's because uh, I'll be watching the South Carolina Gamecocks. Salute to the ladies, South Carolina Gamecocks. They actually played the a night versus uh, Connecticut. I do know Kansas beat Duke, which was a huge upset, 85 to 81. I'm not sure of the rest of it, but I'll get it for you for the next uh, front page <laughs> news. Now, let's talk Stormy Daniels. Yes, Stormy Daniels. She is the adult film actress who had the affair with Donald Trump, and she's violating her $130,000. Hush agreement to talk about it now and detail what she said was the only time that she had sex with Donald Trump. Here's what she had to say with Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes. And you had sex with him? Yes. You were 27, he was 60. Were you physically attracted to him? No. Did you want to have sex with him? No, but I didn't I didn't say no. I'm not a victim. All right, now in addition wait, wait, to... Wait, question. So... They paid her not to say anything, and she's talking anyway? Yeah, she did a $130,000 hush agreement, and she could be fined up to a million dollars. You know, could be. She will be. Yeah, she That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so in addition to that, she talked about Donald Trump and what happened and how she spanked him before they had sex. And I was like, someone should take that magazine and spank you with it. I just remember going, you wouldn't. Turn around, drop him. So he turned around and pulled his pants down a little. And, you know, He had underwear on and stuff, and, and I just gave him a couple swats. And uh, from that moment on, he was a completely different person. He quit talking about himself, and he asked me things, and I asked him things, and it just became, like, you know, a more appropriate. He's like, wow, you are special. You remind me of my daughter. Uh, he's like, you're smart, beautiful, and a woman to be reckoned with. What's the point of this interview? I don't know. 
Well, I guess uh, part of it is that the $130,000 that got paid to her, that could be a violation as well because it would have to do with donations to his campaign, so on and so forth. There's a lot of things that could come out of this. Like what? I would like to know because all it seems to me is that they're just using And then the hush agreement happened right before he was running for president, right before the election. Donald Trump used to sleep with porn stars. He was a reality star. He was a real estate tycoon. I'm confused. And this was, what, 12 years ago? Exactly. Like, okay. All right, now, in addition to that, uh, she talks about being threatened. Now, this is important. Um, She says that after everything happened, she was threatened not to say anything. Here's what she said. I was in a parking lot going to a fitness class with my infant daughter, and a guy walked up on me and said to me, leave Trump alone, forget the story. And then he leaned around and looked at my daughter and said, it's a beautiful little girl, it'd be a shame if something happened to her mom. And then he was gone. All right, so he, de- of course, his team is denying that any of these things happen. He's denying that he slept with her all together? Yeah, he's denying all of it. Oh, he's okay. saying all of this is untrue. I just, I mean, we already know Donald Trump is trash. So it's like, it's nothing that can be said to make us think that he's even more trash than he already is. So what, what's the problem? What's the point of that interview? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so I mean, cool. I don't think Trump supporters care about it anyway. Not, Not at, all. at all. They could care less. They probably cheer for him like, yes, yeah, he's bad. She's hot. Now let's quickly talk about this march. Right, so on Saturday was the March for Our Lives, and there were over 800 sister marches around the world. It was actually, the main event was in Washington. And students, this was a student-led march. This all follows the whole walkout that they had at the different schools, the national school walkout Mm -hmm. that happened last week. And this is asking for stricter gun control laws, also honoring the 17 students and faculty members that were killed February 14th at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Now, amongst the people that spoke was Yolanda Renee King, who is the nine-year-old granddaughter of the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream that enough is enough. I'm happy. Wow. I'm v- dropping the clues bombs for her. And I, I'm, I'm very happy the March for Lives situation happened. But I just need all those allies who show up for March for Lives to show up for all lives. March for our lives. Yeah, especially black lives. Because I'm noticing a lot of you people who scream all lives matter, y'all can't even all lives matter, right? Because y'all don't show up to these, uh, these, these rallies when it comes to the killing of unarmed black and brown people in this country. But mm-hmm. when it comes to other lives, y'all are definitely there front line, baby. All right. So I just need y'all to all lives matter uh, 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 right. Correctly. Okay. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. You need to vent. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, Hey, what's up, Trav? Trav, hey, Trav. <laughs> hey, ye. how you doing, boo? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. What's up, Charlemagne? What up, sis? Nothing much, nothing much. So, I'm mad this morning. I'm just mad at, like, insecure boyfriends Uh-oh. and Uh-oh. fake friends. I thought you were single, Trav. I am single. All right, what happened? So, I have this friend. Me and her work together. And we always, like, go out and stuff. And her boyfriend told her that... 
he don't want her hanging around me because I'm still a man Ooh. and we spend too much time together and she talk about me too much. That's true though. You gotta watch your little sneaky, uh, possibly bisexual say, best friend. Trev, you are popping though. I'm not gonna lie, but my boyfriend wouldn't have a problem with me hanging out with you. Nah, I, and I wouldn't. And it's like I talk, it's, it's like boy, I'm gay. If anything, I'm looking at him more. I'm looking at. I'm not looking at his girlfriend wow. at all. Well, is he, is well, he cute? Well, well, well prove oh, you yeah, gay. Yeah, he's fine. Because she's really, she's really attractive. Well, mm-hmm. prove you like, gay and offer your homegirl's boyfriend some. Okay. Well, oh, my God. Goodbye. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> All right, Trav. <laughs> Jack can't help it. He's popping. Hello, who's this? Hey, this Brandon from Columbia, South Carolina. 803, Charlemagne. 803, what's happening? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, now, look, I didn't get the card. I tried to call you on Friday now. Toy Lane is my favorite artist. I done seen this man perform three times. How the hell Nikki put a verse like that together? What the hell wrong with her? Yeah, that wasn't one of her finest moments. Definitely no effort in that. And also, before I go, because I'm going to cut it short. Dr. CB, everybody need to do their research on Dr. CB. If you want to get your health better and you just want to be better in general, mentally, physically, spiritually, and Absolutely. all that, do some research on CB and, and you'll find a lot of revelation. You okay. talking about the Dr. CB that the government killed? That one. Exactly, my dog. You know, Envy <laughs> hasn't talked about it, but he's in the middle of a detox right now. And my detox is actually over. I had a seven-day detox. and I'm actually going to continue it a couple more days. It, it was amazing. I didn't eat or drink from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, at 7 p.m., I was able to eat water fruits. And it actually cleansed out my my, my whole my whole body. I actually have more energy. Um, it actually feels good. And I, and I lost a ton of weight, too. So I, I'm excited about that. So shout to doctors. I, I'm going to F up their names. What's the name? Dr. Amun, Dr. Amsu, and Coach Jesse. Yeah, shout to them, man. I'll talk more about it, too. Hello, who's this? Dan from Jersey. What's up, got, bro? Get it off your I chest. One, I got one thing to say. Go. Real quick and simple. Do you trust your government? No. No. Who do you think controls the gun control movement? You tell us. That's all I got to say. This is agenda-driven. Students ain't behind this movement. What are you saying, my brother? So you're saying the students did not organize and decide they wanted to do these. The government did. Look into it. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, thank you, bro. Well, salute, salute to everybody with their conspiracy theories this morning. I mean, listen, nobody's 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 arguing that we need more gun control in America, but I will argue against the ban of all uh, handguns. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hello. Yeah, what's up, bro? Hi. Get it off your chest. Hi, how you doing? Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk to um Charlemagne specifically because, like, I know I know you know all about, like, the old school stuff, and I'm I'm big on old school. Like, I don't feel like this generation, not even for me, but <laughs> it was like a um a greatest hood movie elimination going around for the, the weekend. Talk to and me, it brother. Had, it, had, it had shots. Set it off, that press, like it had a whole bracket, so I mean, like, I'm gonna tag you on Twitter, I'm gonna show you it. And some somebody got offended because I put set it off in front of Shotters. Like, is that, like, what? I, <laughs> I agree with you. I'd put set it off I would, in front of Shotters. I would put set it off in front of Shotters, too. I agree with you like, 100%. Like, and I had, like, and I had, like, Juice winning the whole thing. Like, I don't know if Juice would win the whole I thing. Do juice, no. I well, might give it to Menace. Menace, Menace might be the best. Menace might the be the best hood movie. I like Boys uh, in the Hood, too. What about Friday? 
Like it had a, it's hard because these are just different genres. Like yeah, it's comedy, the and then you have a drama. It's hard. Yeah, yeah it's like a, it was like a mixture of genres. Like you can't really like everybody going to have an opinionated. It's hard to compare so them. And yes, everybody you, is definitely going to have a different opinion. Send me the bracket. I want to see it. I the think bracket. Boys in the Hood, man. <laughs> I like Boys in the Hood. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Bill from Detroit. Hey, Bill, what up, though? Get it off your chest. Uh, yeah, man. I've been seeing a lot of black people talk about uh, you know, with the marches and having that same energy when it comes to Black Lives Matter, you know, and all that. But we don't even got that same energy when it comes to Black Lives Matter. You feel me? Like when we get like, I always bring it back to Kaepernick because he literally stood up for that, and we couldn't even support the band at the Super Bowl. So you know, it's kind of like, like how are we asking everybody else to stand up for us, and we don't even stand up for our themselves? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I, 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 I think we do, but I do agree with you though. Like, you know, and I watch the March for Lives movement. I'm happy. Very happy that they're doing that, but I feel like lives should be in parentheses because I don't feel like they show up for all lives, especially black lives. And I'm noticing that a lot of people who scream all lives matter can't even all lives matter right. Hello, who's this? Yo, Evie, good morning. What's going on? It's Rick, calling out of Brooklyn. What's up, Rick? Uh, morning, Angela. Morning, good morning. Uh, What's happening, brother? Uh, I want to talk about Takashi uh, 69. Okay. I'm no way a shape or form a fan of Takashi, but I'm really disappointed in Charlamagne again for how he approached this young man, man. Charlamagne. Yes, sir. You were talking to him about him attracting negative energy by, you know, talking to people or bringing stuff up. But you do this every day, Charlamagne. Can I ask you a question? When have you ever heard me tell somebody, come test my gangster? You don't have to say it that way. You do it in other ways. You talk about bad about Odell Beckham Jr. every morning. You talk bad about Birdman. That's why he came and checked you. You talk bad about other people. But this guy's 21 and you're damn near 40 and you do it. Can I say something else? Can I say something else to you? Have I been touched? Have I been touched? Yes. (laughs) I have been. But I have been. That's my point. But that's not the that's not the that's not the point, Charlamagne. What is the point then? You had you had the opportunity to be a guide to this young man. And instead of being one of them people that was guiding him, you kept on doing the, what, what people were doing to you when you were younger, saying that you were never gonna be. No, that's, that's, not that's not what I said. That's not what I said. No, my brother. No, 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 no. That's not what you I said. said. My man, I watched the interview. You said that this time next year, I hope you're around. And that no, that that you might be dead next year. You said yeah. That. I said if you don't change your ways, if you don't change your ways, this is what's gonna happen to you. Why are we acting like we haven't seen this a million times before from the streets to the industry? That's why you should have dealt with it a different way because you were that person at one point. I don't understand. I don't understand what more y'all wanted me to do other than tell them. Plus, you said a bunch of ignorant this morning too. But other than that, what did I say this morning? I I just got here. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Angela, Angela was talking about the Me Too movement, right? And you were worried about what you could say. She was talking about what, what ladies were going through, and you're worried about what you could say. That's the problem, man. We're all chauvinists. You've been trying to do that, but you're worried about what you could say. First of all, whoa, whoa. why are you putting words in my mouth? I started off that conversation with Angela by saying you should not grab girls' asses when they come off the bus. That's the first thing I said. Or at any time. That's the first thing I said. But I, I, that's why I was saying I think it's a good discussion for women to have in front of men, for men to just listen to sometimes. Right. It I, is. And I, and I would really, I can't wait till we get back to a place in our society where people uh, actually listen to what people are saying instead of what they feel somebody is saying. I understand y'all got a perception of me, and y'all got a, sometimes y'all got a narrative to push, but actually listen to the words that come out of my mouth. Get okay. it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. And yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about some movie stuff. Find out what Nate Parker is going to be directing his first movie after Birth of a Nation. Also, Alicia Keys, she's producing a movie, and we'll tell you what that's going to be about, who it's going to be about. Okay, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
No, I'm serious, man. Yeah, right. No, I'm serious. This guy comes in here just now talking about, I didn't get no texts on my phone all weekend, but all of a sudden, I just started getting a bunch of texts. I did. People hitting me talking about, y'all, I'm outside. I'm outside the real estate thing. Like, stop it. I did. I updated my phone, one of my phones. I updated the phone, and I just started getting mad texts. I'm going to use that excuse one day. That's a good one. It's the truth. That's a great one. All right. Well, anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Amber Rose. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Amber Rose and 21 Savage have officially broken up, but she does say that she hopes they can work things out and get back together. When she was on Big Boy's Neighborhood, here's what she had to say about still having her heart with 21. To be in a relationship in general is very difficult. To be famous and in a relationship is even more difficult because you have, like, teams and people and everybody feeding y'all both stuff. And then you wind up arguing about things that, like, you wouldn't usually argue about. But I love him. Like, Mm -hmm. I I really love him. I miss him. I think about him every day. For me to say that I'm single means I want to go out and find something else. Mm -hmm. My heart is still with him, so hopefully we can work it out. I didn't even know they broke up. I would have never known that if she didn't say something. I wonder what happened. Yeah, we don't know. I I, mm. I mean, I guess she said people are feeding them different things. But elsewhere in the interview, she also said that her son and 21 Savages, and they have a special bond. She said our kids love each other. Our sons play together. They're only 19 days apart, so she said her son asked for him every day. That would be tough. All right, Nate Parker is going to be directing Black and Blue. That's his first movie after Birth of a Nation. It's a drama about LAPD hero Ralph Waddy. And it's his first feature that he's done since Birth of a Nation. So. I drop one of clues bombs for Nate Parker. Why can't he continue to work? Well, he is. Exactly. And Alicia Keys is going to be producing Alvin Ailey's biopic. That should be pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. You know Alvin Ailey, the choreographer. I know, I'm know. i sure we've all in this room been to some type of Alvin Ailey dance. Production or something. Production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I have never You haven't? One. I've heard. I've you definitely heard to. of him, though. All right. Well, she's going to produce that through her production company and... Uh, according to uh, the Alvin Ailey side, the Alvin Ailey dance leader, Robert Battle, and Emerita, Judith James has said, we're thrilled to be working with these incredible partners to bring to the screen the amazing journey and revolutionary choreography of Alvin Ailey, whose life and legacy profoundly impacted people of all backgrounds around the world. That was like the biggest thing if you're into dance to be part of the Alvin Ailey Dance Theater, if you were able to make it there. All right, Black Panther, in the meantime, has been named the top-grossing superhero film. Wow. Of all time. That's dope. It surpassed the Avengers, who had made $623.4 million back in 2012. So now Black Panther has grossed over $1.2 billion worldwide. Well, drop on the clues, bombs for Black Panther. Uh, that will be short-lived, though, people. Why say that? Because the Avengers Infinity War is coming out next month. It's absolutely going to trump that. Wouldn't you think even- so? Without question. Come on, man. This is the culmination of 12 years of superhero movies. These, the, 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 these last two films wrap up 12 years of superhero movies. Trust me, sir. I didn't go I'm, see, I'm not going to see Avengers. You going to see Avengers? I mean, it's not really my Nobody, thing. But you went to go see Black Panther. Who did, you, talk about, who did Black Panther beat? Who did, um, Avengers. The, exactly. Be- Avengers, exactly. Avengers <laughs> Infinity War is going to blow that one out the water. And then the next Avengers Infinity War that comes out, I think, next year is going to beat that There's one. a lot of people that went to go see Black Panther just because they are black. 
And I guess they want to support a black movie. And well, Black Panther 2 is in the works <laughs> like, as well, FYI. You're acting like Avengers, you're acting like the other Avengers didn't make over a billion dollars. I'm just not into that, So, but I, I, I'm just not into it. And guess it. what? Black Panther's in Avengers, you know that, right? I don't know that. Yeah, and Wakanda. Happen, uh, 50% of the movie is going to happen in the world of Wakanda. See, you're not into this Marvel I'm thing. Not, Trust I'm me. not. Well, Trust me, Daddy. Look, so for everybody who didn't know, he just told Big Daddy what's going to happen, and now everybody <laughs> Why is he knows. Why he called me Daddy? By the way, uh, <laughs> I, I told y'all months ago, way before Black Panther came out, that Black Panther was going to make a billion dollars for the exact reason that you just said all the regular Marvel fans and all the casual Negroes who decided to go see the film but Avengers uh, Infinity War is definitely going to break that record okay all right well I'm Angela Yee and that's your rumor report all right thank you Miss Yee now when we come back all right Tiana Taylor will be joining us we'll kick it with Tiana Taylor she has a show that's coming on VH1 tonight what's the name of the show you know um it's Tiana and Iman right that's the name of the show all right we'll talk to her when we come back keep it locked it's the Breakfast Club good morning Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Miss Tiana Taylor. TT. Welcome back. What's happening? Is my fake claps playing in the background? Yeah, yes. playing okay. in the background. We drop clues, bombs for you and everything. Hey. <laughs> I was hoping Junie was going to be up here, too. Junie's knocked out. Oh. Who watches the baby? You got a nanny? Okay, okay. Keep it in the family. You know, Junie usually come with us everywhere, but it's way too much. Too much to get her out. Too much. First things first, let's see those nails. Oh, your nails got to be flawless all the time now since you got Judy B. Nails in Harlem. Tell us about your nail shop, man. (laughs) Yo, the nail shop is lit. Um, 90s thing? Yes. Why? Because, you know, I love the 90s, and I feel like that was a time where people really embraced nails, no matter what shape, size, length. How you know? You was born in the 90s. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate it. You know, because I, I was one of them kids that was like, I was too grown. Not in yeah, a bad yeah. way, but mm-hmm. I was just like, all of my mom, mom, her nails always stayed done. I remember one time I had a friend, actually, I was like 12, and her nails was like this long. I remember my mom was trying to cut them off, and it was so funny because she had acrylic nails, and I was like, they're not going to Remember the SWV nails back in the day? The Never understood how she wiped her ass. I used to always wonder how Coco wiped. <laughs> I used to always wonder that. Probably had a scoop. And I think even as a woman, you know, when your nails aren't done, you feel, like, not complete. Like, if, yeah. it's like a real thing where if you look at somebody's nails and their nails look crazy, you're like, eh, yeah, it looks a little... You, like, walk around like this. Exactly. You no, like but the, the, the nail salon is, like, it's doing great. You better I'm talk to that, Mike. Come on, a bitch tired. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You got a lot going on. Don't beat down to the ground, okay? I'm, I'm tired. What you, they got you running around doing promo for the reality show, I'm sure? Yes, I'm trying to be doing promo for this album. That's what I'm trying to be you doing. You was just whispering to me about leaking a song. Why you ain't leaking? Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Damn, Shut your dumb ass up. It's called the whisper for a reason. Oh, exactly. Damn. But we would appreciate that. What you holding on to it for? Label drama still? No, nah, you know what's crazy? It's actually not drama. We're in, we're in a good place. They're ready to, you know, to um, release. It's just, you know, it's that moment where it's getting closer and closer, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, what we doing? Yeah, what yeah. we doing it? What's up? What's popping? Is there a date yet or not yet? Not yet. Not yet. The timing is good, though, because you have the nail salon, then you have the show coming out on VH1, and then the album comes out. So it kind of mm-hmm. all lines everything up. Yeah. So we're going to see the process of making the album on the show? Yes. Is Kanye more actively involved? He is. Okay. He's actually producing the whole album. All right. It's done already, That's though. That's another right? reason why I couldn't leak a song. Uh, oh, he produced the whole joint? Yeah, the whole album. So after, I remember after the Fade video dropped, Kanye was like, yo, I got to stand closer to Tiana. He was like, I really want to stand next to a black woman. This was literally two years ago. Oh, when, when was that? Two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So from since that point, he's been like really actively involved? Yeah. 
Wow. Did you go to, where is he filming? I mean, I'm recording in, like, Wisconsin or in the mountains somewhere. Oh, baby, I got I got a kid. We have fun up in the mountains. My album is almost done. <laughs> my album is almost done. You know me, though. I always, I, I give my people space. Like, I'm not really, like, a nag. Like, I, I, I don't need to really be there as long as I'm getting my album done. Mm -hmm. And he keeps sending the fire beats. Like, we lit. We good. Like, I don't have to physically Okay, yeah, because some people have different processes. So you can, he can just send you the beats. You go to the studio, you the pick beat, a beat. Send me the song, mm -hmm. whatever it is, and I'm going to get it done. You think they dropped the ball on the last album? Of course they did. Yes. That was a pretty good album, too. Absolutely. It was a solid I, album. Yeah, it was a pretty good album. I thought Put Your Love On Me should have been a hit. True. What do you think they did wrong? Seven didn't get the backing that it really deserved, like mm -hmm. the push that it really deserved. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't really think it's any right way of, of doing it if you're not going to do it. It's mm -hmm. either you're going to do it or you're not, you know? And, like, Seven is one of them albums that I, like, when Fade came out, mm -hmm. like, I was on Instagram, like, you're mm -hmm. the whole Seven album. Like, if I, if I could re-release that album, mm -hmm. I would, like, re-release it because it's such <clears> a <throat> solid body of work. Yeah. You feel like they didn't really believe until after everything that went down with Tiana Taylor? No, I think, I think they believed because in the process of, you know, playing the records, like, everybody was on board. I just don't know what happens when it's actually time to do the shit. You know, I definitely think that Faye, I definitely think that Faye really was like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. all right. Maybe why it was really Junie. You think? The yeah, baby? I popped Junie out, snapped back right Daughter's away. all blessings, yeah. though. Daughter's yeah, all sure blessings. Did. Real, because I mean, when I, was, when I was pregnant, I remember when I called you, it was just, I was scared to, I wasn't really like, I was on tour with Chris, I didn't tell anybody on tour, like besides, you know, my mom, my close family, my friends, but, I didn't tell a label, like I didn't know, like I was, I was scared. I was like, I don't want to treat me differently. Like I right. got mm -hmm. time for all that, you know what I'm saying? So it was like to have Junie still tour and then go back on tour, probably like two weeks postpartum. It two was weeks, just amazing, yeah. That's crazy. Two Eesh. weeks after, that's amazing. It, it was a time you said you you ate everything. You didn't hit the gym. You still telling that lie? Are you hitting the gym now? No, still not. Listen, I have. A fitness program, mm -hmm. a dance right. fitness program fade called fitness. Fade to Fit. Okay. Oh. Come on, let me tag my sh Got Fade to Fit, yeah. you know? And um, it is a dance fitness video. Mm. And the whole point of it is because, surprisingly, people don't believe me when I say I get very intimidated by the gym. <clears throat> I don't want to lift weights. I already got brolic arms. I lift any weights. <laughs> it's quiet for me. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I don't want to... It's very intimidating because, some like, my body is naturally... You know, athletic. Diesel. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right, it's right, like right. mad diesel in here. Like I ain't really trying to imagine me lifting up a weight. That's mm -mm. you know. So I lifting just dance. Like lifting weights, probably for real. <laughs> like holding her and carrying her and playing with her, chasing her. Mm -hmm. That's a workout. But um, the dance fitness is really for people that want to just get right, and you don't have to feel like you have to be in the gym. Or now you gotta like, what am I gonna wear to cover up? I don't want to be. Cause it be in the gym that's really doing the most. Mm -hmm. Just jumping from bar to bar, mad <laughs> extra with it for the gram, and it's just like, I don't want to be a part of mm -hmm. that. Like, I've always respected the fact that you have never gone crazy. Like, you know, know right? yeah, you know, you started <laughs> off real young, but you always just been respectful. You don't be out here wilding out. Now you're a yeah. mom and you're a wife, and you, like, carry yourself very well. How Thank have you, you been able to maintain? I don't know. Maybe it's the hall in me. You already know we too cool for school. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, I don't, I don't really know, like, Plus, I having think, your mom there, too, probably is helpful. Yeah. I can't believe she's a grandmother now. I know, right? Ooh, yeah, granny yeah, grandma. Yeah, yeah, grandma. Fine-ass yeah. grandma, though. Watch your mouth. But you, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying all the time. Every time Watch I come here, I'm about to set it on you. You ain't said it like fine. You said it like fine. That's the way you said it. Hey, Miss Nikki. That's the way you said it. But no, on a conversation of Miss Nikki, that is like, 
besides my my personal like of why, but like my mom, like a lot of people was always tried to bring her down, especially with her being my manager and you know what they say about momagers or mm-hmm. you know different things like that. And she always stood strong. Um, she was always my comfort zone. Always kept me in the right direction. Like I've always based a lot of my decisions like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you keep everything together with, with hubby in Sacramento, your nail shop here, you on tour, you doing an the album, acting, the baby. because you've been doing a lot of acting, too. Yes, as well. videos. How do you keep it all together? It's a lot, you know, but um, I think that balance is very, very important. Mm-hmm. You know, balance and communication and having understanding because it gets tough, you mm-hmm. know, with me traveling quite naturally. Junie gets to be with me more because her schedule, you know, don't really, like, allow, you know, kids. And that's all understandable, mm-hmm. you know. But, um... Literally any day I get off, I go to him. Mm-hmm. I don't care how tired I am, what it is I got to do, I got to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And um, the Sacramento trade was actually convenient because I was filming Hit the Floor in L.A. And it's like a 45-minute flight. Uh-huh. So that was convenient. Is he on the album? Because I know mine is now also taking his music career a lot more seriously. Yeah, he's taking it a lot more serious. Um, but he's not on the album. Hey, you give your man a 16 on the album. No, I mean, if he want to, but I mean, right now he really like, even though he on his rapping heavy, he's really focused on just getting well and finally better, sitting right? down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, he'll yeah. get injured and still want to play. And I'm like, babe, sit down. I read that somewhere. He said he's, he's going to sit down and, and really get, heal his yeah, body before he yeah. comes back up. Yeah. So it's like now we'll have like a longer summer. We'll have, you know, some more time off for him to really just sit down because in the summertime he work out in the summertime. Every, he takes no days off mm-hmm. and you can, you can't get better like that. You, you think know? he still loves it? Yeah. That's that's why he's so passionate and mm-hmm. so emotional about it because a lot of people be for the money or they be for the you know be for the bag, but he really just want to play ball. Are you at that point where you want uh, a mom to retire because you want that more stability as a family? No, mm. I want us to continue to find balance. You know what I'm saying? I want us to both to be in a position to where, God forbid, any one of us lose it all, we good right. regardless. He lose it all, we still good. I lose it all, we still good. At the end of the day, we have families to provide for, you know, a beautiful baby, um, staff that's believed in us since day one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we cut ties and we cut it all off. It's just a selfish decision all around. All right, we got more with Tiana Taylor when we come back. Did you know she gave birth to her baby on the bathroom floor? We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. J. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Tiana Taylor's in the building. Now, how did the family show come about? What made y'all want to do that? VH1 reached out to us. And he wanted to give us a show. Of course, Iman was not feeling it in the beginning, but I'm just like, I think it would be a good idea because he does so much like what we both, even when I was pregnant, we did a lot of like just community service, you know, mm-hmm. just voluntarily like, and I was like, people need to see this, you know what I'm saying? Like all they see is like, they want to know more. So I was open to that. Was the NBA skeptical about it? Because I know they're very cautious about their players doing TV and stuff. Did they? Were they like, mm, we got to talk about this? They were supportive. Mm-hmm. Everything that was happening in our lives, this needed a show. Even with just having <laughs> Junie on the bathroom floor, it was like thing after thing after thing after thing. And it was just like, we want to know more. Like, they never really know the full story. It's just like... I think it's yeah, I want, I, I've heard I think that, it's too. I want to know that, too. Would you admit it? Was you like, did you opt to have it on the floor? Like, you was having a natural childbirth or... No, okay. I didn't have a choice, childbirth. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. that was. Junie was a month early, and um, it's crazy. They had just had a game in Boston. It was snowing real bad, so they didn't get in the house until, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was just, like, we had a big-ass beanbag in the living room, and I was just laying on a beanbag crying, like, I'm on the phone with my mom. 
she's calling. This is her favorite story. She can tell all the other stuff. But she on the phone with Iman, telling him, like, is any discharges? What's going on? Just worrying. We were all supposed to go to Atlanta. So I was like, if I would have waited and went to Atlanta, I probably would have had you on the plane. So wow. wait, wait, you like, was in LA at the time? Was, I was in Cleveland. Cleveland. This whole time, I, I'm assuming that I was in labor and didn't even know it. Right. Like, I just thought I had to go to the bathroom. So you Child. thought the water broke and you, you thought you was just no, peeing a lot? No, the water didn't break. I thought I was just peeing a lot and I thought I had to, you know, take a number two. Right. Was it painful? I didn't realize I was just pushing the whole time. Were you in pain doing that? No, like, so it was kind of no, the only pain, great. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. When Junie actually came out, I was so in shock. Like, I just knew that a pair of shoulders was about to come out of my vagina. I didn't know what to do. I was like, ah, You ah. are a G. Like, for real, I was just like, but I didn't know that the shoulders, like, little baby body is, like, squirmy or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. But the pain that I was having was coming, like, every five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just these sharp pains. I didn't understand what it was. Contractions. Contractions. Right. <laughs> but I had my what to expect app and everything. You know, I'm a tomboy. So you still me, think it's four more weeks. You still think you got four more weeks. Yeah, right. like, me being pregnant mm -hmm. is the funniest thing in the world because, you know, I'm not the girliest of the girliest. So but you do have a vagina was, and everything else, all the right equipment. I know, yeah. but still, like, me, I'm mm -hmm. still playing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like... I told you we should have went to the hospital. <laughs> like, mind you, that day I was cooking, I was lifting couches. It was all types of things that was going on that right. day. Couches at eight Yes, I was, I guess it's called nesting. Wow. So I was like nesting. I was moving and I was just had all this energy. Iman said, he sent London to get the car. He's like, the car is downstairs. The car is downstairs. I said, baby, I ain't making that. Oh, so you knew I got my ass on the floor. <laughs> no, my water broke on the toilet. As soon as my mom said, uh, do she have any discharge? Did the water break? I swear to God, two seconds later, it broke. I got so scared because I just knew I'm one of them type of I knew I was getting an epidural. I was going I was going to have Monica sing to me. That's Junie's godmother. I was going to have her sing to Somebody me. Somebody got to pray. Right. Hold your hands. For real, I was going to have my Nana come and pray. Like, we had this all planned out that this is what it was going to be. Right. I had no shame. Girl, you going natural? No, bitch. I'm getting epidural. I'm about to sit down, get this shot in my back, all this. Right, I had right. it all prepared. So for me, out of all people, to have a natural. <laughs> but that's amazing because that's kind of preferable. A lot of people don't want to have an epidural, but then it's so painful they end up having to. So it's well, got how about this? My app said, don't worry, your water break. You can still be in labor. Don't look into the movies. You know the movies, your water break, and you have the baby? Right. My water broke, and I had the baby. Immediately? Water how, broke. Long? how long? Yeah, the water broke, and I went like this, and I felt her hair. Oh, my goodness. Like, it was that. Like, it was I like a movie. And what did he do? I think he was He was panicking, I swear. Not a so I'm, like, walking like this. You're walking? <laughs> with the head, go with head coming out. I was on the toilet. I had to get up. Ain't I wasn't going to have my baby in the toilet. didn't put his hands down if the baby was going to slip right I said, hey, bro. I went, I felt the hair. But oh when goodness. I tell you, Junie must have been, she was like, get me out. For real, because wow. I could not even walk. So I had to just she collapse to help on the, the floor. <laughs> yes. I had to collapse on the floor. And um, I said, I told you we should have went to the hospital. He called, he got the whole 911 call. They, um, He called, he literally delivered Junie. But Junie's head was already out. Right. So did they tell so, him what to do or he just was like, I'm just going to catch? Honestly, by he the time the they got pass. on the phone with him, like you, you'll you hear him crying in the background. He already had Junie in his hands. Wow. Uh -huh. Like Junie was not playing around. First her head was out, she looking around like this. What's up? What's popping? What's happening? <laughs> wait, no, but wait. For real, like, she was like, yo, after ball. No, but that's what I'm telling you, I'm about to get into that. This is just the head right now. This is crazy. This is the head right now. She's just like, not crying, eyes wide open though. Like, he was like, babe, all right, you just got to push. Okay, go. 
all the he's seen in the movie. I'm like, boy, <laughs> your ass should have me in the hospital so, when I told you I was in some pain the first time. So when so you I'm called Mama, there. who you called first, Mama or 911? It was so, nobody was on the phone yet. 911 was on the phone. Okay. But, like, say we were on the floor, his phone was up here. So the guy's like, hello, hello, I can't hear you. Hello, he's like, man, I'm like, the, baby. my baby's yeah, here. My baby's so in go ahead, finish, finish this story. You this hear is good. one scream, one scream, Junie Ho, it was like an episode of Martin. He just, she just literally, like, shot out. Right. And she was not crying because at first I wanted to push her back inside. I couldn't get past <laughs> what these shoulders was going to do to my vagina. Oh my goodness! I just knew up here these shoulders, like you know, and mm -hmm. I, and that was what came. I used to always make jokes like, "Yo, what's going to happen when it's time for these shoulders to come out?" Right. Like, mind you, I was so scared. But on a serious note, the reason why is emotional because even when you hit an 911 call, I really thought that I could have died. I could have bled to death. Absolutely. That umbilical cord had been wrapped around her neck. neck yeah. mm. When I tell you, everything was so perfect. Mm. Everything. Like I think I was in. So much shocked that it didn't even hurt when she was actually born. Wow. Oh, she's special. Then I always hear when the, when you have a baby and it don't cause you no pain, they child will be really special. That means special. you're ready for another one. Okay, baby. I don't know about <laughs> all that. Because I don't think I'm going to get lucky. Right. As lucky as the, as the first time. Like, mm -hmm. But it was just like, that changed my world. Wow. Like, Immediately. Forever. And mind you, it was like a movie because five minutes after that, like when he was like rapper in the towel, we had to um, tie the umbilical cord with some uh, headphones. Like, it what? was crazy. Did he cut yeah. it? He cut the umbilical cord at home? We had to tie it with thing. We didn't have no scissors. So we had to tie it with the, um, Beast with the by like some Beast by Dre headphones. <laughs> <laughs> For real, with some Beast by Dre headphones. Right. Mind you, London, my assistant is downstairs in the car waiting the whole time. But <laughs> that's how I knew it was God because it was just like, it was really meant for that moment to just be the three of us. Right. She come back upstairs, she crying, Junie in my hands, Iman crying, like, they literally, the ambulance came in like five minutes later. It was really like a movie. Wow. Like, you know the movie, like, the, the good guy kill a bad guy, then all the cops come at the end, and yeah, it's just yeah. like, where like was that. you at when all this was going down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. It was mm. like everybody came right after it happened, and it was just... I know she came That's up beautiful. there like, wait a minute, you had the baby already? I she was cut. in the car thinking like, oh, we about to go to the hospital, it's lit. And it was like, nah, I'm not making that. He had the slippers and everything, I was like, nah. Like, what if we would have got on that flight? Imagine them. They had a 6 a.m. flight. They got in the car and drove to Cleveland from New York. Wow. Because that's how crazy it was. And Junie was just, she didn't cry at all. Wow. Mind you, she came a month early, so she was technically a preemie. Preemie. Mm -hmm. So they had her in the little, that box. Mm -hmm. Oh, it broke my heart. Right. But she was such a trooper. Like, she really be just trooping it out. Like, it's just, it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah, my second daughter was born a month early. Really? Yeah. That's a scary yeah, feeling because you know, I don't know anything. That mic, you don't know anything. I wasn't saying nothing that time. No, no, you were a second ago. You're like, she got all her organs. You're just making sure, like, everything good, everything yeah. there. Especially when they got to put the little goggles on, yeah. and the lamp, the blue light, and it was just. So, when's the next yeah. one coming? Baby, let me get this album out first. <laughs> that's the next baby. That's, that's next what I'm baby. saying. I feel like Junie was, that's, that was my, my golden child. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was my good luck charm. Like, I really feel like Junie is what really turned everything up next level because I think, like, it was an inspiration to just women all around, mm -hmm. you know, and it showed that we really are superwomen. We show every day that we're superwomen, you know, but, you know, to have Junie get right back to work mm -hmm. and just, you know, embracing motherhood and embracing everything that comes with it. You know, that was a that was a change for my body. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, people be like, oh, my God, how'd you snap back so perfectly? And it was like, that was a change for me. Like, even, like, physically, my body so different. I get more tired. Like, I get tired quicker. Mm -hmm. Um... One shot, I'm like, okay, y'all, good night. I'm beat down, I'm always beat down. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... Because you're working. You're a yeah. wife, you're a mom. Like, those are full-time jobs. Yeah. Kanye probably treats you different, too, because he probably looks at you different, because he understands what mothers have to go through, because he got kids, and he right. see it with Kim, so he probably treats you different. Like, I yeah. can't waste that time. No, I, I, it's definitely, like, that that motherly 
Respect. All right, we got more with Tiana Taylor. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Tiana Taylor's in the building. Now, how did you find out you were pregnant? I was in uh, Houston, and I was looking real cute. My skin was glowing. Mind you, I already had big breasts, so they were swollen on top of that. I was, had the knockers. It was lit. I was like... <laughs> Wait, what's going on? Like, my body was looking crazy. I was getting a little thick. I was like, oh, Lord. I looked good, but I was feeling sick. Mm. And uh, one of my close friends, uh, Justin, he's a DJ out in uh, in Houston. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't drink that day, none of that. He had some Alfredo pasta, and he was like, yo, T, you know you my n- around? I was like, yeah, I love you, but oh, my God. <laughs> like, and I love Alfredo mm-hmm. pasta. I couldn't eat the Alfredo pasta. The smell of it, it was, I didn't understand what was going on. And I just like threw up later that night and yeah. I was just like, okay, what is going on? So I get back to um to Cleveland. I was like, let me take a test. I took it. She said I was pregnant. Your mom was on the toilet. I was like so excited at the same time though that I didn't mean to ruin the moment with like giving it to him while he was on the toilet, but I was just so excited. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, y'all in love. He's doing this. And you show this is how he's in on toilet. He was like, babe, we're pregnant. You really had to do what I was on the toilet, though? We're pregnant. He just kept looking at me. We still got the pregnancy test and everything. We got the pregnancy test. We got the scissors. Mm-hmm. I cut her umbilical cord. We got the headphones. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was Yo, amazing. So how soon did y'all start uh, being in the bathroom with each other taking shit? That's, that's what special. I want to get That was right away. I think that was that Does was really when you're on the toilet. Yeah. But what? Ain't nothing never that important. I think it is. If he getting ready, if we wake up in the morning and I I gotta lay it down and he, he got a shower. Yeah, he got a shower. It is what it is. That steam should poof it away. That's I don't the know. sign of a great relationship mm-hmm. when y'all could be in the bathroom and know that each other takes to not have to hide and be like. One thing that I've never had to do, Iman, is ever hide anything, which you will see actually in the first episode. I just <laughs> I watched. The first episode. I watched it. I got the stocking cap on. Mm-hmm. And you know when you wear wigs, you got to comb all your baby hairs back. So I look like I ain't got no edges. <laughs> like, it's just real crazy. And he's just still all up on me. Y'all know I'm, I'm known for my edges. I don't play with my edges. <laughs> but with the stocking cap on, you know, you got to brush your back. And that's when I was wearing the orange hair. So I had to brush everything back. So it was, like, not cute. Oh, it was man. not cute at all. And he was just still all up on me and kissing me and grabbing my booty. And I was like, oh, this is love. He loved me when I ain't got no edges. Like he love you when I. Like <laughs> he love you when the edges ain't right. Toilet. <laughs> that's good. To, it's good to see a, a black family on TV. That's not ratchet. That's being a true black family. I think we see so many reality shows that shows negativity. Right. I was I was very excited to see that y'all. Was yeah, and and I mean the good thing about it is we definitely have our ups and downs. We mm-hmm. definitely have our arguments, but I think also it's about finding that solution and that balance and how we balance it all and balance one another. And I think that this will be a good show for. You know, all couples, young black couples, just love, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, it shows that, okay, yeah, we can get into this argument. We could also drop it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to linger on like we have a kid, you know. How do you trust him? Because, you know, we live in this age where it's like, oh, you dating an NBA player. You just expect NBA players to do certain things or rappers to do certain things. How do you How do you trust him? Um, all you got to do is have trust. That's mm-hmm. it. And, and have security. You know, I'm very, very secure mm-hmm. with myself, um, with my relationship. You have to make that decision. When when you're in that position, it's like, do I do this or do I not? You know, but um, we don't we don't have those issues. We really don't. Just the calm radio. And version, I and man. I think He's like I kill you. You know, you play with me. Yeah, of course I kill him. <laughs> you know, but I think also at the same time you have to look at it this way. It is people that's really full blown being cheated on and shit, you know what I'm saying. But we argue like even our arguments is never about anything 
it's never nothing about that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that's another way that's like easy to know when to just tone it down. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like because we don't have those kind of issues. I mean, but don't get it twisted. Bitches try every day to make up rumors. As long as you should, like how when do we even have time? Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of it is social media anyway. Like, yeah, it really, it really is. It, it, a lot of it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of it is. Honestly, to be real, like. Do you check his DMs? No, we go through them together sometimes. Right, right, right. <laughs> Did you ever get a chance to connect with Janet Jackson? Because you missed the show, right? Got to meet her. Where you been? I don't know. I'm I missed that part. I, remember she, I saw when she FaceTimed you or something. Uh, yeah, she yeah. FaceTimed me, and then um, I got to meet her in Detroit. All right. I'm so excited. How was that? It was it was just an amazing experience. She was just so lovely. She was so perfect. I was just Well, you love a person so much, you don't even ask real questions. Like, I wasn't even myself. Mm -hmm. I think I was yeah, asking, like, the amazing. dumbest shit. Ever and I was so ashamed. I was so disappointed in myself. Oh, trust me, I've been after, a do over. For real, years like, can I get a do over? Can I ask you how you was doing? Like, I was looking at her like, bitch. I could see. Oh, stunning. I just didn't know what to say. You are like saying. a you are like a version of Janet Jackson. Remember that Pleasure just Principle like, video? Oh. That was like the most popping Janet. I could see like, and Love then it. you did a video, obviously, where it's just you dancing. And like, not too many people could pull something like that off. Yeah, she's she's one of my biggest inspirations. Mm -hmm. like, I was just. I've never been that stuck meeting somebody. What like, you know, you like you'll cry and then you get normal. Mm -hmm. But I was crying. I was just like, no, I didn't say anything. I was just like, oh my. I gave her a shirt with my face on it. Like, I was just doing I was like, some weird sh Like, I was just like, I, I was giving her Tiana merch. Like, my face was on it. I was just on the shirt. Like, <laughs> I swear I had the Tiana Taylor shirt. Like, it was great. It was like, it, it looked like a concert tee, mm -hmm. but it was just like me all over it. <laughs> And I was like, girl, don't be afraid to wear it. You can wear it to bed. You can wear it to rehearsal. You know, whenever you want to wear it. Then I gave her some fade to fit merch, too. And she actually wore it. Um, no. I posted it. I was I was OD hype. Did you at least tell her hi? When I met Prince, I couldn't even tell him hi. I don't think I said hi. You didn't say hi at all. I gave her a hug. I was I was crying. I didn't I didn't say hi. Charlamagne met Prince. And, and what did you tell Prince? The first thing that came out your mouth? I said, um... I grew up a Jehovah Witness too. <laughs> Not even hi, hey, how you doing? Okay. Excuse me. That's love right you know, there. Prince, man, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a Jehovah Witness. Prince was nah, like, what? Prince I didn't is, know I was gonna react like Prince that. Prince is the biggest person we've that's ever love. met ever. I didn't know I was gonna react that, like that. That's Prince real Prince. love. That's just that genuine. Like you don't, when you love a person so much, you don't even know what to say, and it's like you want to do over, and you think about all the things you could have said, right. like. I could have said, yo, can we get a song together? Can I didn't do not I didn't do no networking. I was like me, but not do no networking. That's awkward though at a time like that to meet somebody and then you're Nah, like, you gotta shoot your shot. Did you let Iman hear the album when it was done? Yeah, let him hear he writes with me. Okay. Oh, he does. Yeah. Iman got the pen. Mm -hmm. He helped uh write what's the name? Summer Seven. Really? So mm -hmm. how come he wasn't like, I okay, I'm gonna be on this song? I would feel like he would at least say, We're gonna do something, a collabo. But we always, we always, I actually, it'd be songs that he played. I'd be like, Yo, can I get on that? Like, mm -hmm. I need to get on that. But he was on another record we were supposed to do together. But once Kanye came in and said he was gonna produce the whole album, we kind of like scrapped the whole album that we had. Mm -hmm. So we're just doing everything from scratch. And I literally been recording while he's been playing. So it hasn't even really been time to be like, right. Yo, babe, hear the song, get on it. Um, it is one song that I'm writing about, Junie, that I want him to get on. Oh. So, it's gonna be dope. And we look forward to seeing your show March 26th on yes. VH1. And is there a tour coming also? Yeah, when I leak this song with Charlamagne. What you waiting on? <laughs> leak it right now. If you'll play it right Matter now. Matter of fact, let me press you right now if while we here. If you'll play it right now. Envy, leak the nah, song. Nah, nah, nah. Let me press Envy. I got some shit for Envy, my nigga. Go ahead. Go, T. Because, I mean, yeah, you played maybe when I when I leaked it to y'all. Mm -hmm. But I, I just felt like I had to keep texting Charlamagne for you to play 
Yeah, what's up? I got to do this again? I got to come up and press you? You should just what's text up? Envy directly and, and every morning like everyone else. He's going to change his number. See, I need to press me in the club before. Yeah, I just want to tell you that. Yeah. All the press time. Press him. But just give me a record. That's all. Give me the record. Play it. I got it. Give it to me. <laughs> You, you had the first record. Play this one. Why they call Junie, man? Junie got the record. And not only that, me and Evie and Charlamagne. Y'all got to call Junie. Junie has the hotel with all the records. Me and Evie and Charlamagne coming to the nail salon to get our nails done. Let me know. Y'all got to get your feet done on the train. We got a whole, like, what? A train in there. Mm-hmm. What you mean a train? We have a train in the salon. That's what I'm saying. It is really lit. Right. It's decor. Well, as soon as you oh, give yeah. us that record, we'll blast off that record, and we appreciate you. Heard you. And we're not playing with no Tiana Taylor music. We need good music. And you with Def Jam still? Mm-hmm. We need them to push the button when this album drops. Don't do it like you did Seven, okay? Yeah. Because if not, I'm giving the whole label donkey today. Have you talked to Rosenberg yet? <laughs> not yet. Not yet? <laughs> Rosenberg, you got to call Tiana in and, and put this pl- game plan together, there okay? You go. We got to put it together. And I appreciate y'all, because y'all always be pressing this for me. Always. I'll be watching. <laughs> well, there you have it. It's Tiana Taylor. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Come on, baby. Tiana. 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 Wow. I said Tiana. Tiana. Wow. Oh, my God. Tiana, he always my name up every time. Tiana. <laughs> there you go. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Killer Mike. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, why was Killer Mike trending this weekend? It all started because of an interview that he did with NRA TV. Now, in this interview, this was, I guess, done prior to the March for Our Lives events that happened over the weekend, but also due to the school walkouts they were doing to protest uh, and ask for more gun control from the students. Here's what he said in his interview with NRA TV. I told my kids on the school walkout, I love you. If you walk out that school, walk out my house. We are we are a gun-owning family. Yeah. We are a family where my sister farms. We are a family where we'll fish, we'll hunt, but we are not a family that jumps on every single thing an ally of ours does because some stuff Something we just, just don't agree with. I talked to Mike this weekend. I told him I didn't agree with... Uh him, him saying that he wouldn't let his kids walk out because yeah, I feel like if a, shoot, crazy. if a shooting would have happened in the school and the kids wanted to protest, that would be cool. But, you know, you may not agree with the platform that Killer Mike said what he said, but don't act like the man said anything wrong when it comes to advocating for gun ownership, in particular for black people to own firearms. Right. He also says people aren't as progressive as they would like to believe. He said, you're not woke, Wakanda, and everybody had guns and spears. Well, he well, has... They didn't actually have guns. They had advanced, uh, <laughs> advanced <laughs> weaponry, not well, guns. Well, Killer Mike has since said some things because he wanted to explain why this interview came out the way that it did. Here's what he had to say about the interview that he did on NRA TV because they did put out this interview the same day as the March for Our Lives. My interview with said organization who we all don't agree with was supposed to be something that continued a conversation and that conversation is about African-American gun ownership. It was not in contrast to your march. It was done well a week before your march. It should never have been used in contrast to your march and I think it's wrong. To the young people that worked tirelessly to organize, I'm sorry adults chose to do this. I'm sorry NRATV did that. I'm sorry that adults on the left and the right are choosing to use me as a lightning rod. What I want to encourage you guys to do is keep organizing. Now you spoke to him. Now now he said he wasn't he said because if his kids walked out during the walkout, he would have a problem with that. He said walk out my house. He would have to walk mm-hmm. out his house. But those kids were not just walking out because of people owning guns. It was to change some of the, the, the age limits and some of the rules and regulations to buy a gun, I thought. 
I don't know. I mean, listen, people were marching because they want some stricter gun control laws, right. and they want to make sure a lot of these issues are addressed. And I have no problem with that. Clearly, we have an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I just think his overall message was about black gun ownership, and I feel like that message is being drowned out because everyone is mad that he said it on NRA TV. But we'll tell you more of what he had to say. Here's more of what he had to say, and we have some of his tweets as well. As your ally, and I am your ally, young people, I want to say that many of the people I organized with were at that march. Whether it was ending racism or ending classism, free health care, fair wages, fair earning for women, gay and lesbian rights, black rights in particular um, around community policing and black men, all those things, all those people made up that march. I'm a friend and advocate to you all. All right, now, somebody said to him, appearing on NRA TV, it seems like you're giving support to an organization that doesn't seem to care about black folks or is outright hostile toward them. Well, Killer Mike responded, discourse ain't always in the forum we want, but it's important we have it. I hope as an ally we don't make the mistake that the women's suffrage movement and the abolitionist movement suffered during Reconstruction. He said, I did an interview. That's no more a cosign than me doing your show. I agree. So, I've yeah. been listening to Killer Mike say that same thing on various platforms over the years, including this one right here, The Breakfast Club. So it didn't bother me that he said it there. But in this era where optics matter and your message can be lost depending on where you say it, I wouldn't have done it on NRA TV. Right. And I guess the bigger issue was them putting that out on the same day as in March for Our Lives campaign that was happening in 800 different cities, more than 800 different cities. Now, Vic Mensa then said to Killer Mike on Twitter, you don't need an AR-15. As a black man and fellow gun owner, I would like to have a debate with you about your stances on gun control. To which Killer Mike responded, we got the same publicist and you have my phone number. I ain't dodging you. I don't think Vic Mensa want that smoke. Not when it comes to that debate. Uh, and nothing wrong with a debate. There's nothing wrong with a debate. There's nothing wrong with you having your... I, I, I'm all for the discourse, mm-hmm. but I mean, if, you, if he actually watched the video, Killer Mike wasn't even discussing anything about AR-15s. That wasn't the conversation. The conversation wasn't whether people should have AR-15s or not. The conversation was African-Americans owning guns, period. And but, they should but, have the but right But clearly, Vic Mitchell right. didn't watch the video. Right, yeah. They, yeah. All right, Russell Simmons has been accused of rape. There's a new $10 million lawsuit against him. Now, these documents were obtained by Billboard in this complaint, which was filed on Friday. A woman is saying that he lured her to his hotel room and raped her. She says that they met at a concert that she was with with her young son, and they were invited to an after party by Russell Simmons. She then dropped off her son, and she said that she spent some time with him at a nightclub before they went to his hotel because he said he needed to get something. That's when she claims inside the room he said to her, I am going to F you. I'm going to F you or I'm going to F your son. What? The student says wild. he threw her on the bed and raped her, according to this woman's lawsuit. What? That got lost this weekend, by the way. So right now she's seeking $10 million Jeesh. in damages for forcible rape, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and negligent infliction of emotional distress as well. Now, uh, in the statement... Russell Simmons denies these allegations. He said they have shocked me to my core as I have never been abusive or violent in any way in my relations with women. I have submitted myself to multiple lie detector tests. I denied forced sex and sexual harassment allegations brought against me in each test. So allegedly she's saying that Russell Simmons said, I'm going to F you or F your son. How old is our son? Both it sounded like he said... Uh, yeah, I don't How know. How old is the son? I don't know because she's a Jane Doe, so they haven't identified... That's crazy. Why does she? Is. Why does he know the son? She took the son to a concert. Oh. Yeah, and then she dropped her son off and went to the after party. Now, this is the 16th woman who is accusing him of sexual misconduct since the initial accusations against him were made. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? I feel bad, man, because I saw this story this morning, and I automatically profiled and thought that the young lady was from Florida, but she's not. She's from Georgia. Her name is Bakari 
Warren. Uh, she needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. I believe in my God wholeheartedly, and she believes in her her God wholeheartedly. But she honestly might believe in uh, God more than I do. Okay, all right, we'll get to that next. And everybody who watches Revolt, yep, Revolt is out this week, so you will not see us on Revolt this week, all right? All right, and Donkey Today is up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. For Monday, March 26th, goes to a 25-year-old Georgia woman named Bakari Warren. Now, let the record show that I profiled Bakari Warren when I first read this story. Because when I first heard this story, I didn't believe she was from Georgia. I just assumed she had to be from the Bronx or Florida. You know what your Uncle Shala always says. The craziest people come from the Bronx and all of Florida. But this young lady, Bakari is trying to take that crazy crown. Now, yesterday was Sunday. Uh, Plenty of parents took their kids to places of worship so they can feel the energy of God, so they can learn about their creator, uh, learn about their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's a beautiful thing because I'm a God-fearing person. Uh, I feel if there is no God, there is no peace. But if you know God, you will know peace. Okay, God is everything. I am a spiritual person, not a religious person. I just know that there's something out here greater than me, period. This is why I hate when people say, I found God. I found God. God not lost. You are. Okay, God is right where he or she has always been, and that's right here waiting for your dumb ass to submit your will to him or her. Now, Bakari has faith, all right? Who out there has faith in God? Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. All right. I know you're riding in your cars. You're on the train. You're headed to work or school. You can hear my voice, so I'm asking you again because God is listening to all of us right now, so I need you to speak loudly. Who out there has faith? Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Faith tells me that no matter what lies ahead of me, God is already there. And that's how Bakari Warren felt when she was attempting to teach her five- and seven-year-old kids that God is real. That no matter what lies ahead of her, God is already there. Let's go to WSB-TV Atlanta for the report, please. This is surveillance video showing a car crashing into a pole in Gwinnett County. Now the driver is facing charges. The two young children who were inside told police their mother crashed on purpose to prove to them God would keep them safe. They told police their mom's eyes was closed as she drove across this intersection and right into this concrete pole. Police body and dash cam videos showed the children ages 5 and 7 being brought out of the car unharmed, followed by their mother, 25-year-old Bakari Warren. She was immediately arrested for child cruelty. As the children sat in the back of a police car, they told officers what they remembered. Were you on the wrong side of the road or on the right side of the road? The wrong side. So we would have got hit anyway. Norcross police say Warren didn't seem frantic or upset after the crash. Officers give at least partial credit to the SUV's seatbelts for saving lives. Faith tells me that no matter what lies ahead of me, God is already there, even if it's a concrete pole. I have so many questions. Did the kids think God was real before this? What made her have to show these kids God is real in such an extreme way? See, faith is the willingness to risk anything on God, okay? Makari Warren looked at her five- and seven-year-old kids in the eye and said, on God, when I run into this concrete pole, we're going to be fine because God is real. Makari got me questioning myself this morning because the way my faith set up, I don't think I would do that. 
Okay, see, I believe in God, but I also believe in the power of choice. If I hit the gas and hit a concrete pole and I die or get hurt, I can't give God the credit for that. God didn't put me in that position. I made a choice. And I don't believe that God should be held responsible for our dumbass choices, okay? I don't have this this kind of faith, all right? My faith is set up to where all the good things that happen in my life are God, all the poor choices I have made that cause bad things to happen to me, that's my fault, okay? And by the grace of God... I'll be able to make it through and survive those things. But I'm not just going to waste one of my three lifelines, all right? Life is already hard enough. All the unforeseen circumstances that we go through in this world that we need God for, you know, I'm not going to waste a lifeline. I'm not wasting one of God's 50-50s. I'm not asking the audience, and I'm damn sure not going to phone a friend because you know we all got a friend in Jesus, but I'm not going to call him because I decided to run into a concrete pole with my five- and seven-year-old kids in the car. Now, Bakari is in jail on $22,000 bond, and she is charged with two counts of child cruelty. And what's worse, police aren't giving God the credit for them being okay. They are crediting seatbelts. How can you teach your kids that God is real Mm-mm-mm. after you do something like this and seatbelts are getting the credit and not God? Well, Bakari turned to the book of Kanye uh, through the wire version, uh, verse 2, chapter 33, and tell him it says in the words of Mr. West, thank God. I'm not too cool for a safety belt. Please give Bakari Warren the biggest hee-haw, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> my faith ain't set up that way, I'm sorry. Nah, me neither. I believe in my God, but it ain't set up that way. Yeah, that's a ri- mm. ridiculous story. That's crazy. You got a lot of heart for doing it, though. All right. What? Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next, shoot your shot. All right, now if there's somebody you want to holler at, maybe a co-worker, maybe somebody you seen on a train, a bus, or... Somebody that, I don't know, you met at a bar, whatever it may be. You want to shoot your shot with somebody, 800-585-1051. Call us up right now, and we'll help you. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Are you ready? It's time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with The Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. We have Rico on the line. Rico, what's up? Hey, good morning. How you doing? Como esta usted? Todo bien, todo bien. Y tú, como está? Todo... Uh, that's all envy knew. You si, can't si, keep si, going. Si, si. <laughs> now, what's going on? You want to shoot your El Chato? Oh, my gosh. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah, bro. You know, ayúdame aquí, eh, que necesito te ayuda. Need your help, bro. Go ahead, envy. <laughs> what? In English. We, I, that's only Spanish I know, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, bro. I need your help, man. All right. So who you want to shoot your shot with? This girl named Maria, you know. Um, Maria, Maria! All right, tell us about Maria. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Maria and I, we've been working together at uh, at the bank for, for the past, like, five years. And, um, man, I, I got this major crush on her, you know. But I don't know if she's playing with me. I don't know if she's, like, leading me on. Um, she'd be inviting me to, like, all these different places, like, to the beach. You know, her and her friends. Sometimes even just with her by herself. Uh, Do you go? When they come and have lunch. I mean, I want to, but I don't want to get stuck in that friend zone because you know she'll be flirting, but then she won't be flirting. So I don't, mm. I don't really know where she, where she's going with all this. You know what I mean? Um, and and I definitely want to just I want to go out with her. I I, I, I mean, with other girls, I'm, I'm like real macho, and I. I you know, I just got the the, the, the guts and, and, and just, I mean, I have it in me to just, just come out and be straightforward with them and be like, yo, you want to go out? Let's go have a drink. Let's go to lunch. 
Yeah, and you know, you can ask her out and it doesn't have to be like a date. It, you know, y'all work together, so you can just be like, hey, let's go grab something to eat. Yeah, feel her out first. Well, not literally, but just, you yeah, know, don't do that. Yeah, situation please don't, just put, don't, don't put your hands out. anywhere without asking her permission. I meant sir. the situation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't understand why y'all don't know how to talk to women no more. Like, because everything is social media. Bro, that's that's exactly I what do. it that's is. Like, that's the thing, bro. I do, but this woman, if you saw her, she's like smoking a lot. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know how to make I, her laugh. I I make her laugh when I'm not trying, but I I seem to be trying a lot lately. Well, and- why don't you just ask her to go to lunch and stuff like that? Like, just on some casual, you know, so y'all could get to know each other outside the office more. All right, well, let's do this. Let's call her. Let's call her. And then, and hopefully you tell her, you, you, you know, you're interested in it. Let's see where it goes. Come on, you got a man up. You got a man up. Rico, you are being way too... You got any, you got like a separate, you know, for me, like, like the ice for her? Or, I mean... You're being too tongue-tied, man. You got an Elemano uppo. When we gonna call her when we come back, all right? And if you don't stop disrespecting the Spanish language like that... I don't know it. All right, when we come back, we gonna do it. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of shoot your shot. We have Rico on the phone, and he's about to call Maria. Let's do it. Hello. Hey, Maria. Who is this? Rico. Yeah, it's Rico. Hmm? How are you doing today? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Awesome. 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 Um, <clears throat> are you sick? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely uh I'm I'm good. I'm good on my Um <clears throat> I just got like something in my throat. Okay. Um, all right, damn it. Hey, Maria, this, this is, is DJ Yabby, Angelina oh Charlemagne from The Breakfast Club. This was Club. painful for me. Rico wants to go out with you. He doesn't know if you like him or not. As you can see, he's very shy, very scared to talk to you. Will you give Rico a shot? Maria, this is The Breakfast Club. We're just trying to help him out. He wants to shoot a shot with you. He wants to ask you out, but he doesn't know how to do it. He oh, likes you. Hola. Maria. Oh, my God. I don't know why. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Are you there? Yeah, we're here. Can, can you hear us? I can totally hear you. He wants to shoot a shot with you. He wants a chance to go out with you on a date. He really likes you. He's feeling you. He's just very nervous. He called us because he needed some help. Okay, I see. Well, it's about time, I have to say. Oh, so you're feeling him? It's been a long time coming. Really? Yeah, for real. I feel like we've been flirting for quite a long time, no? No, but claro, you know, I just didn't know if that, you know, if you were actually really flirting or just being friendly. I mean... You know, I feel like an idiot because I this whole time I didn't I didn't know what was going on. I thought she was just like, you know, throwing me mixed signals and stuff, and just like leading me on. I I should have never assumed. I should have just came out and just be like. This, so are you guys gonna go out or what? Is are you guys gonna go yeah. on a date? Yes. Oh, that's a Perfect. that is great. Okay. Uh, Rico, take a deep breath. <laughs> Muy bien, muy bien. Where are you gonna take her and when? Uh, wherever she wants to go. Okay. You sound like a mess right now, so I will decide, and that's okay with me. There you go. Esto es maravilloso. Just my name. All right. All right, great. I'll see you at work, Maria. All right? Uh, okay, I'll see you. Awkward. All right. Well, 
Uh, ustedes tienen un gran día. That means you guys have a great thank day. You, thank you. Igualmente, igualmente. And, and good luck, guys. All right? All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Good luck. Have fun. Thank you. Now, Yee. Yes. Tiene los rumores uh, después? Can you get off your phone, Envy, and stop trying to... It sounds terrible the way you say it. Now, say it with a better accent. Tiene los rumores después. Tienes? Tienes los rumores... Uh, Tienes los rumores? Después. Después? Yes. Sí. Yes, rumors next. Yes, I know what you meant, but oh. it just sounded terrible. Sorry. You got to work on that, man. You all can't right. be in here being all Dominican and can't speak I'm Spanish. not Dominican! All right, rumors next is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. What's happening? All right, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk. Kendrick Lamar. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. Guys. The rumor report. Guys. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, well, well. This was fun on the internet. A new version of Kanye's Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 hit. Uh, yesterday, I don't know if it was a leak or who put it out or mm-hmm. whatever, but Kendrick Lamar is on it. If you haven't heard it yet, here's a snippet. I got my control. I got in control. I will I'm in for the fishing pole. I love legs like Robin Vinti. Stretch them dishes like limo bitless. Catch them dishes with an open mouth. They interview about it at Oprah House. You know I love it when it's poking out. You know I'm thugging even in the drought. You know I'm running across a brand new Bugatti in a mud like a Falabi. So you know I'm in the bed and with your kiss a baby. Take a picture. It's very rare that I hear a verse that was left off a song and I say to myself, you know what, that should have been on the original. And it made it better. I'm perfectly fine with Father Scratch My Hands being amazing. the way that it was. Yeah, absolutely. The original okay. is dope. Kendrick did nothing for that record. I, I like it. I, I, wanna, like I need, it. You need to hear the whole it's thing. It's cool, but, that, that, it's but, cool, but the original yeah. one with Ye is just... It would be a nice... Well, that, that, that original song is dope. It is, yeah, so it would be hard to say you could add anything to it. But Life of Pablo is a classic album, too, This might be a nice little remix mm-hmm. or something like that. All right. And speaking of Kanye, Virgil, who was Kanye's longtime... Is Kanye's longtime creative director and also the founder of Off-White, which is the brand um, store that MBU you wear. Yeah, I wear. My kids wear. What about you, Charlamagne? Off-White? Nah. All right, well, he is now going to be Louis Vuitton's first African-American artistic director ever. That's dope. I'm excited about that. Congratulations to Virgil. He's one of the few black designers at the top of a French uh, heritage house. Mm -hmm. Now, he said on the phone with the New York Times, he said, I feel elated. He said he plans to relocate his family to Paris to take that job at uh, Louis Vuitton with Hennessy. And he said, this opportunity to think through what the next chapter of design and luxury will mean at a brand that represents the pinnacle of luxury was always a goal in my wildest dreams. And to show a younger generation, there is no one way anyone in this kind of position has to look is a fantastically modern spirit in which to start. Now, school me on why this is a big deal because if he had his own brand, Off-White, which, which he's doing does. so which well. He does. He's still so doing it. It's a dope brand. He's still doing it. Okay, so why would it's he just, just focus a, all his energy on that? I think it's just a dope collaboration how Louis, Louis Vuitton did and it with a, Supreme and he's African-American. He's going right, to be designing first time, and clothes Louis for Louis Vuitton. That's big. That's Louis huge. Vuitton's a huge, huge, like, staple brand. They've oh. never had an African-American artistic director before. So if you're in the fashion world, which he is, and he has his own brand, that's humongous for him. I'm and just saying, I'm, he's elated about it. I'm sure it is a big Big deal. I'm saying if you got your own brand off white and everybody's rocking it, why not make that the next Louis instead of going to work for Louis? He still have dope. He still, still have, have, he still have, have his brand. Still and have his brand still does well, but this is just uh, big for everybody in general. Whatever he's going to bring there, who knows what people he's going to end up hiring, what kind of doors will be open, what kind of collaborations he's going to come with. It is a huge deal. So mm-hmm. congratulations. congratulations to this young man. Yes, congratulations to him. All right, now, um, Tanache. 
has a new boo, as we've been seeing them posting on the gram and everything. But it's official now. She actually sat down and did an interview with Billboard about uh, her new boo, Ben Simmons. Here's what she said. Yeah, he's, he's like my full boyfriend, I guess. Oh, that's yeah, official. That's so official. Ben Simmons is your boyfriend. Yeah, you heard How it did... here first. It's official before it was on the gram. That was just yeah. what everyone else found out. Do what you got to do, Tanache. You know what I'm saying? When the records ain't on the charts, you know what I mean? The next best thing to do is go grab you a $100 million, $200 million NBA player, okay? But he's what? like seven foot, though, right? And what she's like 5'2". What the contract look so like? Stop what? worrying about things like height. Anyway, aside from <laughs> all of that, she does have an album coming out, Joyride, and that album's coming out April 13th. And let's keep it real. A lot of guys have been trying to shoot their shot with Tinashe, so... And Ben Simmons, she, she came up. Drop on the clues bombs for Tinashe. I will say Tinashe has one of my favorite songs, though, uh, All My Friends Are Wasted, featuring Chance the Rapper. Okay, with, so you uh, do like Tanasha. Who's that? With Snake Hips, I think it is? All right, so cute new couple alert. And Meek Mill, even the governor is saying that Meek Mill should be freed from prison. He oh, should be freedom. out on bail. Yeah. The hell is you talking about? The governor, governor of Pennsylvania <laughs> is in his corner. Governor Tom Wolf, he's fully in support of the Philly DA stance that he should be released on bail while a decision is made on several motions, which includes whether or not the judge, Denise Brinkley, should be removed from that case and whether his two- to four-year prison sentence should be overturned. Now, Governor Tom Wolf tweeted out, I support DA Larry Krasner's position in the case of Robert Williams, Meek Mill. Our criminal justice system is in need of repair. That's why my administration has made efforts to invest in programs that divert individuals from the system, improve public safety, and promote fairness. Now, hold on. Is Meek charge a state charge or a federal charge? It's a state charge, right? State charge, so I believe, If it's a state yeah. charge, then the governor, the governor can pardon Meek Mill. So why don't, don't, why can't, why don't They're waiting for them? the judge. The judge has to rule. But the governor can just pardon Meek. What do you mean? Right, so Meek's lawyer is saying, never in my career have I ever seen a governor mm-hmm. and district attorney publicly state that a defendant should be granted bail, yet Meek still mm. remains wrongfully in prison. I guess there's still procedures that you have to go through. How about instead of waiting for him to get granted bail, just pardon the young man? Okay. Right. I don't know if it's that easy, but I, I well, agree with the you. Gov- you're the governor! Well, what do you mean? I don't, I don't know if he can. What do you mean? The governor can grant pardons can or reprieves for offenses? Yes, if it's under state criminal law. Well, this seems crazy, so hopefully Meek Mill is home soon. And I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Well, I hope he does. All right, well, that is your rumor report. Up next to People's Choice Mix, let me know what you want to hear at DJ and we get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.